slapping the bass. And did it go well? No. Uh, it yeah. actually went really badly. <laughs> slapping the bass. I'm a fun guy. I mean, I don't even know what you're sitting at. <laughs> slapping the bass. You gotta, you gotta take what you can get right now as a Calgary Flames fan. Slapping the bass. Most people love James Harden. I'm one of the people who doesn't. You don't like him either. I like you. Slapping the bass. We always gotta leave you with the classic line. We hope you say it with us. Just as always, keep slapping the bass, man. Slapping the bass. It's slapping the bass sports. What is up, wonderful people? Welcome to Slapping the Bass Sports. I am Mark. And I am Karsten. You came for sports and we came to slap. You know what else has been slapping lately? Sports. And that's what we're here to talk about. Oh, that's right, Marky. So there's been tons of going on. We may be, maybe you missed the last week of sports due to <laughs> unforeseen circumstances, but we're back with a bang. And we're back to start the show with a classic dose of some headlines. Here are the headlines. So, kicking off this week's headlines, the World Series is back in action. The Premier League is crazy after match day five. Ah, but first, the Flames free agent frenzy finishes early. (laughs) (laughs) It does. All right, let's let's hop right in with the Flames finishing frenzy of so many fun fests and figure eights oh my gosh i love alliter- alliterations <laughs> me too especially when they involve f i'm surprised we kept it clean to be honest me too but it was uh, tough. you know who else is clean brad true living sculpt very and what did he do with that little brain inside that scalpy noggin well he uh he took his he took his brain over to the west coast and took about half their roster <laughs> and brought him over to calgary he did he's trying to bring back the calgary canucks i think but at the nhl level instead of the aj yeah let's hope that doesn't happen marky <laughs> but what i do like about all this is that we do finally have a starting goalie that might be competent yeah which we haven't had since mika Kippersaw. Yeah, and, and we we pray that he uh will be the starting goalie we think he will be but no in calgary uh he might have 10 good games and then slide off but you know some goalies come here to die and that's okay of course and this goalie of course in question is jacob markstrom i don't i I don't think we have so uh yes jacob markstrom signs a six year six million dollar contract with the calgary flames you know 30 years old at six years for a goalie i think that's fine not worried about him Getting like he's up there in age for a goalie, thirty to thirty-five, you can still play good hockey. I think those last two years could be the time where we see maybe a potential buyout if things go all to plan, right? right, right but that's right. down the road. Right now, we're looking at the next, let's say, the next three years to have Markstrom at six million a year. I think is quite a decent contract. Of course, Brad was going to need to pay pretty high for a, a starting goalie, and not just a starting goalie, but arguably a Vesna quality goalie. Absolutely. Um, Markstrom had a fantastic year with the Canucks last year. He's he's really come into his own in around 2017, 2018. That's when he really started showing signs of a proper NHL caliber starting goaltender. And now uh, after last year, he was one of the most coveted uh, NHL goaltenders. So for Absolutely. the Flames to get him, Mark, it's it's fantastic. What do you think this does for the overall uh, roster in the, in the locker room, really, for the Flames going forward? Well, for the actual roster itself, I, I love it. I think it's great. Riddick... 
man, we saw last year how he just imploded quickly. Talbot, hey, you know, he played great. He was pretty good against the Stars, but y you can't bank on that, trying to get that those luck wins. And Markstrom, I think, is one of those goalies who will make those big saves when it matters, even in just regular season games. But he's a goalie who can steal you a couple wins every year, and that's what we need. That's what we need to get higher in the standings. I mean, obviously, two years ago, we finished first in the West, but we came up against Nathan. But, man, no, it's sweet. As for the locker room, hey, I don't know if he's funny or not, but he has a funny kind of name, so. Well, the reason I mention that is because, of course, one of the biggest reasons why he came to Calgary was because of Elias Lindholm. Oh, the Swedes! And talking about Swedes, so who we got now? We got Lindholm, Shillington, Anderson, Markstrom, Backlund, Backlund. and, of course, Freshly added, Joachim Nordstrom. Yes. Or Joachim. Is it Joachim? Joachim? I think Joachim? it would be Joachim because he's Eastern European. Yeah. Or like uh, European. Northern European. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> the heck is wrong with you? Uh, yeah. So we, we added a ton of, of Swedes, um, apparently. Uh, but quick quick note on Nordstrom. Um, I really like this signing. Uh, league minimum contract fantastic penalty killer he was great for the bruins in the 2019 playoffs mm -hmm. um so i really like this signing uh just a good our bottom six was pretty depleted after uh some some losses not big losses but obviously when uh we had janko leaving to pittsburgh oh what a loss that is. i know i didn't say it was a big loss or really any sort of loss it was just more <laughs> of a roster spot loss. <laughs> there you go so hey, we got that filled now that he's on a new team we can officially say janko yastanko and it's not like hurting ourselves yeah i'm really glad to say that honestly <laughs> and every time pittsburgh comes to calgary if that even happens in, in the next season I'll be I'll be cheering aloud against Mark Jankowski. I'm sorry, Mark, but what the heck? Yeah, come on. You were supposed to be our boy, our homegrown. Well, yeah. not really, but yeah. Well, anyways, uh, another free agency signing that the Flames made that was quite significant, and I really want to get your opinion on this. Is Brandon Tanev, another, or sorry, not Brandon Tanev, Christopher Tanev. There you go. My bad. Um, the uh, former Canucks defenseman, of course. Uh, he comes to Calgary, I would say, in replace of Hamannick, not in replace of Brody, who, of course, has gone to the Toronto Maple Leafs. But, Mark, <laughs> let's focus on Tanev for a second. Four years at four and a half mil, I think. What are we thinking on your end? I honestly, when I first saw that we got Tanev, I was like, great. You know, I was trying to be like, okay, that's the best guy we could get. And then I looked into it, and I was like, you know, this guy's actually been really, really good for the Canucks. And to see him come to us instead of them, just like Markstrom, I think is fantastic. The price, honestly, I don't think is too high. It's obviously not low. Would have liked to see, you know, like three mil or something. But that's just me being greedy like usual. <laughs> but, no, I, I honestly think it it is a great step in the right direction. He's a defensive defenseman who can step up pretty well on the uh, offensive side. That's why he's more of a replacement for Hamannick than Brody. Exactly. Because Brody, in my opinion, and so many people will disagree with me, he was our best defenseman last year. He played lights out and no one cared because it's Brody and he's the scapegoat. But I don't know. I think bringing Tanev in can hopefully gel all of our defensive pairings even more than they already are. Yeah, I agree. I think... Really, the replacement from Brody will come from our own system. Exactly. Whether it be Anderson stepping up into more of an offensive role. Uh, obviously, Yusuf Valamaki, he's been playing in Finland yes. right now, and he's been lights out. So he's good. So good. So if he can, he can get half of that uh, game into the NHL, we'll be good. 
Um, and he's going to start off on that third pairing, and he could easily move up and down. Uh, Valimaki, that is. So, so Tana for me, again, it, it's definitely a Hamannick replacement. I think Hamannick would have asked for somewhere similar, a uh, similar cap hit to Tanev, and that's why Hamannick hasn't found anyone. I bet he, he would have asked the Flames for like a three by four yeah. kind of deal. So, we pay a couple, couple hundred thousand more, and we maybe, you know, we get someone different in the team, try and shake it up a little bit. Uh, that, that to me is a good move by Brad. I, I really yeah. like that move. And I really like giving the, the young guys the ta- um, the opportunity on the back end because we have some really good defensive prospects, like I said, Balamaki and Anderson. So um, hopefully they can really kind of take it up a notch. And then the, the, the replacement of Brody is, is just coming from the team, which is yeah ideal as a GM. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, we lost Gustafson and Forbort as well. But I mean, really, did we expect to keep them? No. No, no, not <laughs> at all. And I mean... Neither of them are. I would honestly say Forboard is a bigger loss than Gustafson. I agreed because Gustafson was just really here for the power play, and yeah. he didn't really do no, much. No, he was at so all. timid. I think that one year where he got the sixty points or something with um, was it Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he he. I think that's a one off after watching him play with Calgary. But who knows? Maybe he'll uh, rejuvenate his career in Pennsylvania with the Flyers. But. Yeah. No, hey, not a lot of people do that. <laughs> no, I, I can't think of many who do other than maybe Charles Barkley, <laughs> but not Michelle. If he played in Michelle, he'd definitely be a goalie. Anyway. Charles Barkley? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, you'd be a goalie. He'd be like, um, he'd be like, uh, I'm trying to think of a goalie that would resemble Charles Barkley performance. I I can think of one. Ed Belfour. Ed Belfour? Yeah. Oh, Eddie the Eagle? Yeah. But, yeah. like, obviously Belfour would be worse. I was thinking Andy Raycroft. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, uh... Charles to... Barkley will get traded for Tuka Rask. <laughs> <laughs> what a steal for the Leafs, as usual, with their trades with Boston. Yeah. Um. Hey, talking about Boston, they're not in the World Series. But you know who is? <laughs> who? Well, let's see. We got the Dodgers. Oh, from L.A.? Yeah, the L.A. Dodgers. And, Mark, who's the other team? Oh, it's the Tampa Bay Rays. So Ah, another Tampa Bay team being successful. And another L.A. team being successful. So both these teams are currently the cities of champions because obviously you have Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup with the Lightning. The Lakers won the NBA championship. And now their two teams meet up in the World Series. What the heck's going on? But how did we get to this point? Oh, my. (laughs) We need to mention the Atlanta Braves. Oh, boy, Marky. (laughs) Three... what, what's wrong with the Atlanta franchise? They blow more than Riley Reed. <laughs> they, they honestly do, and that's saying a lot. Um, no, it's it's crazy. Obviously, Atlanta's infamous now for the Super Bowl. Just yeah. debacle. They yeah. were up 28-3 to in the third quarter. How can you forget? They lose. The Atlanta Braves, they're up 3-1 in the NLCS. <sighs> they managed to lose to the Dodgers, who I have to say right now, the Dodgers... Not only are they the most handsome team in baseball, I'd argue they're the most handsome team in sports. They have such good-looking guys. You go up and down the lineup. Cody Bellinger, Will Smith. I think Justin Turner's beautiful, even though, he, you know, he's got that big red beard. But they're, they're just, they're a gorgeous team. Will Smith, of course, not to be mistaken with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Or the pitcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, it's just, anyway. For the Braves to lose that series after being up 3-1. And what kind of makes the Braves likable for people like us is 
that they have a Calgary player on their team. Mm. Soroka, who's a pitcher, he was hurt all year. So, hey, Braves are out. Yeah. No one cares about them. The Dodgers, I I want them to win so bad. They deserved to win in 2017 against the cheating Astros. They were the team who lost that yeah. World Series. They lost to Boston the year after, which is too bad because Red Sox stank No one likes them. But, man, I, I really hope they win. Currently, as time of recording, they're up one nothing in the series after an 8-3 win. So. Yeah, and I think for... Just as a Calgary Flames or a Calgary, sorry, sports fan, I don't want to see Tampa sports fans being too happy. Yeah. And I think the the Lightning getting their cup is enough. Brady coming to uh, Tampa Bay is a, another win in, on its own. Yeah. So you know what? Lead the World Series to the West Coast and let's keep it in LA. Yeah. How, how about that? Oh, I, I love it. And what's crazy too is obviously the Lakers have the whole Kobe theme. I love how the Dodgers are implementing that too. They're like, you know what? LA was Kobe city. We know that. Yeah. Let's do it for Kobe as well. And yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm such like a Dodgers fan now. Yeah. Which I never <laughs> thought you'd say. Cause I, I didn't really ever see you. Cause I mean, you're an angels fan. So <laughs> well, I'm really a blue Jays. Fan. <laughs> the angels are my side. Who piece. do you like Mark? I'm getting mixed signals <laughs> at this point. It's Dodgers one, Marlins two, Padres Are you three. just tossing in the Marlins and the Padres? Wow, this show's off the rails. Tell me that they're not two of the worst team names in all sports. Padres and Marlins? I My personal least favorite, honestly, is the 76ers or the 49ers. Oh, yeah. I hate numbers <laughs> as a team name. My For me, it's like I think it's the least innovative original name ever, Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, yeah. Like, what the heck's that? Or or the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> Awful. We, should, we could do a whole show on bad sports team names. Um, Not as bad as the Toffees. <laughs> <laughs> up the Toffees. <laughs> up the Toffees. That's right. They're up there in the Premier League standings. Like Mark said during that little headline segment there, yeah. the Prem is just popping off right now. Right now, if you were to guess, Mark, a year ago, who would be leading the Premier League yeah. after five games? You'd probably say, I don't know, Liverpool, Manchester City, maybe even a Chelsea. Yeah. Would you have guessed <laughs> that the almost relegated Aston Villa would crush Liverpool 7-2 and go on to lead after five matches? Would you? Hey, they're actually in second. Thank you. Everton's oh, in first. Yeah, but, well, I uh... didn't want to say, uh, <laughs> I said at the top of the table, technically not at the sun. They're, they're up there. They are. No, it, I can't believe them right now. I, I think yeah. I think they've, I'm pretty sure they have a plus 10 goal differential. 12-4, two against. That's it. Yeah. What the? Aston Villa. I, is it Jack Grealish who's just carrying him? And nah, Ollie Watkins? Yeah, it's got to be Ollie Watkins. He's <laughs> He's been, I think he was signed from Brentford, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, he's, I mean, just Villa. Well, to me, I think one of the most sneaky signings of this transfer window belongs to Aston Villa, and that's got to be Ross Barkley. Right. To take him on loan from Chelsea under everyone's noses. Ross Barkley's a quality midfielder. He just wasn't really used. He was benched pretty much at Chelsea. Um, he was great for Everton back in the day. So for Villa to get him, great signing. Mm -hmm. Great signing. Talking about great signings, Everton, on the other hand, they also improved their midfield tenfold. We talked about yeah. this the other week. They replaced it. Yeah, absolutely replaced it. And now, like you said, Mark, they're at the top. Mind you, they did it in a very, very dirty, dirty way. Uh, they cheated their way in the Merseyside Derby, not for the first time. But Marky and I might have differentiating views on that. Differentiating is that's what. Sure, I just all, <laughs> sure. all I have to say on the matter. 
Virgil van Dyke, what a sissy. Get up, bro. <laughs> hey, what is Pickford on here, man? And okay, all right, we're gonna talk about it. You just had to go there, didn't you? So here's 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 my issue, Mark. Right. The ruling on the field was that Pickford could not get punished because Van Dyke was offside in the buildup, or there was an offside in the buildup. So you're telling me I could go just two foot Pickford in the face if I'm offside and I won't get, because I'll gladly do it as long as I'm offside. Seriously, are you okay with living with this knowing you cheer for a team that cheats that much? I'm fine with it. They, They play it like it's hockey. You're basically cheering for the English Astros. Love them. <laughs> I've always been a fan of England. Uh, I've always been a fan of the Houston Astros. You combine them. Make oh my the, God! Make you the just tokens. said you're a Dodgers fan, and now you're an Astros fan. No, uh, I, I think it's it was a ridiculous scenario, especially with how the game ended as well, with the VAR goal taken back. And it, what I think is great about this, yeah. obviously, other than the result for Everton, <laughs> is. It was such an exciting Merseyside derby. Maybe it was for the wrong reasons. Maybe it was because it was controversial. But it grabbed so much attention. And it was this attention that I feel like not only the Merseyside derby needed, but just the Prem in general needed from everyone. And everyone was talking about it. Everyone was like, oh my God, that was such a wild match, as they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, no. and, and, and it was sick. And I, I think I think it's great. I Honestly, I think Liverpool, once Allison's healthy again, well, we'll see. But... I think they'll run away with the league again. I well, maybe not run away with the league, but they'll they'll finish higher than Everton. We'll say that now. It's okay. I don't know, man. I like. I'm not saying Liverpool uh, isn't gonna finish higher than Everton, but I also, as much as it pains me to say this, I don't think you give Everton enough credit. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I think amazing. Yeah, what Ancelotti has done in the last two years is just completely changed the identity. And going off of that Merseyside derby thing that you said. What I have noticed is that for the first time in what feels like decades is that the two Merseyside teams are relatively equally matched. Yeah. And not and, in, and in, in a, a good way. Yeah, not because they're shit. It's yeah. because they're actually good. Yeah. Right? So this this totally changes the dynamic, and that's exactly why it makes those derbies so much more entertaining, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, the last couple of years, Everton is, or um, Liverpool has been miles ahead of Everton. Yeah. And before that, they were just both like mid table clubs. Yeah. Right? So. Um, it, it, no, it really is awesome. And, and, and again, you know, you look at, you look at, even we said, um, two weeks ago, Leeds United, they've been really, really good coming up. They're not quite at the top like Villa and Everton, but you know, they're in the top half and the beauty of the Premier League, but especially this season, it feels like is that one, anyone can win on any given day. And you can't say that about other leagues, No, um, especially the Bundesliga, uh, or the Liga. Yeah. The second thing, though, is the goals. Oh, the entertainment value of the Premier League. It's like they're they're breaking records right now for the most goals scored every match day, and it's just fantastic to watch. Who knew that it was the fans' fault that yeah. there were no goals? I know they, they'd be cheering, but it was nil nil every game, and now there's there's relatively no fans. And man, games are seven two. Well, it's, yeah, it's, you know, you get nervous when a bunch of 60-year-old British men are calling you wankers. Yeah, I know, and a bunch <laughs> of scouts, 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 scouts lads are going nuts at you. you. 
You do yeah. buckle under the pressure, but the keepers don't apparently. Yeah, yeah. Now, now without the fans, they need the they need the hostility back. Yeah, no, exactly. One thing I find funny about soccer, and this is totally credit to my dad, because he says it all the time. It's so funny in soccer how a goalie could face four shots. And they only let in two. And they're like, you know what? I had a decent game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unlike in hockey, where if you give up two goals on four shots, you're yanked out For the there. season. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're back down to the A right yeah. away. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a funny thing, man. It, isn't it? Yeah. It's such a beautiful sport. It it's, is. It, it's, it's nuts. Another beautiful sport that we kind of mentioned ended. Well, actually, let's not go there yet. Let's talk about the Champions League, because that just started up again. And where better to start than with the boys from Bruges? The boys from Bruges. Oh, my gosh, Marky. So... They go to Zenit St. Petersburg. They do. Uh, in that Russia. Is, that is in Russia, yes. Where, uh, surprisingly, they've done quite well with COVID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> put on our conspiracy caps. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. We, we could go on for days about well, that. Well, we'll go down a different road, and we'll go to the road of soccer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which Russia has always been known for. Yes, yes. Well, Brug, they, they performed a game of their lifetimes. First time they've won since 2018. That game in 2018, I believe, was the game against Monaco where you and I were watching together. Yeah, and it was sweet. We watched it at school. Yeah, at we? school. Oh, man, back in the day where we could go to school and not yeah. worry about your life or death. And <laughs> it was sweet. It you was just sick. Got, you got to worry about Bruges, Monaco. Games. Yeah. It, was, it was a good time. It was awesome. <laughs> nah, Monaco still didn't have fans back then. but uh, <laughs> So not much has changed in that regard. But, yeah, Brug, absolutely wonderful game. They get a kind of, not necessarily last-minute winner, but in the 80-something minute, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was like 83rd, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they, they get the win, 2-1 over Zenit. Um, other than that, the, the more or less the results of Tuesday's matches were pretty much um, expected. Uh, we had Juventus winning 2-0. Um, that was over, oh, who was that again? It, it was whoever the like third team is in that division, like the third ranked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or group, I should say. I don't remember who it was because Barca is also in that group, and they won 5-1. Um, I think the Kiev. Oh Dino yeah, Kiev, Di- Dynamo Kiev. Yeah. Wait, is it? Yeah, it's got. Oh be. yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm mistaken. One with the ones who won today, but we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, Man U PSG was obviously a big game, and what a surprise! You see, Bruno Fernandez scoring pens. Well, actually, he kind of missed it. Missed but. and scored at the same time. <laughs> yeah. A peculiar thing. You'll have to watch the game to get it. Um, but yeah, though they go to Paris, and once again they get the win. Manchester yeah, United. Yeah, surprisingly. So tell me, yes. is Bruges on the same level as Man U now because they both get 2-1 away wins? Mm, I would say it's better to win in Russia than in France. Just ask any person in European history exactly. and yours. <laughs> the climate <laughs> stuff. Napoleon couldn't do it. Nope. Hitler couldn't do it. Nope. Bruges did it. <laughs> Bruges, Bruges did it. They, they did it well. <laughs> oh, I hope I don't get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. No one, no one knows history these days anyway. We're all focused on the present. <laughs> yes. Good stuff, Marky. Uh, another quite shocking result, actually, is Lazio. They yeah. um, dominated Borussia Dortmund. 3-1. Dismantled. Dismantled. That's, that's, that's in Bruges' group as yes. well. Former uh, Dortmund striker Chiro Immobile gets uh, another goal. So he's he's just been really, really good. He won the European Golden Shoe. Yeah, golden he's, boot, uh, he's the Calvert-Lewin of Italy. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's saying something. Hey, what a, what a time we're living in now. Chiro Mobile is the dominant Calvert Lewin of Italy. <laughs> Write that down, Marky. That's going in the portfolio. <laughs> no, it is. It is for sure. Future employers, we know our stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, Champions League nuts though. It's so much fun. Like, wow. Yeah. I'm so happy it's back. Mm. Oh, going off of this, we've talked about it before on the show, but this is literally months ago, if not 
like years ago, that Super Premier League has gotten more talk. Yes. What do you think about that? Personally, I think it would be a disaster. Couldn't I, agree more. I hate the idea of having just the elite teams competing. Um, it takes away any sort of, uh, basically the best things about the Champions League, but it also has that very elitist uh, tone to it where yeah. it's just we're uh, better than anyone else and yeah. it's all money oriented and yeah. they don't care about the fans they don't care about the the product on the field they care about money yeah. and i hate that i couldn't I hate agree that. more soccer already is just too consumed by money and corruption yeah um so to go down this route i hate it hate it hate it hate it and i really think there's a lot of people that agree with me um, n- not just you, of course, but just people across social media. That's been the majority of the voice. What it, you said, you hate it, but yeah, what what else? Just to add what you said, obviously the corruption is the biggest thing, the money involved. It's just disgusting, really. But it takes away all of the historical value of everything soccer, especially European soccer, has been all these years. And sure, sometimes it sucks to see PSG win every year, to see Bayern win every year. But it's still so fun having those rivalries within the country, and just everything that has brought them to that point of, of being in their sp- specific leagues, especially with the Prem. You look at the Prem this year, anyone, like you said, anyone could win any day. We saw Leicester win the league. That's what's that, already five years ago now. But mm. um, still, like, they wouldn't be invited. And who knows? They could win the Premier League at any given year. Now, I mean, right now, I would say it's Villa or Everton, right? <laughs> yeah, Villa, Everton, not getting, and Leicester. <laughs> yeah, and they're not getting invited to this Well, thing. Villa might. Yeah, that's true. Hey, fun fact. Carson and I have been to Villa Park. Yeah. Yeah, that was a. What, what did they play? Was it Nottingham? I think uh, Middlesbrough. Right. Yeah, it, it was Middlesbrough. Gosh, that was an awful game. Awful, awful game. Who man. was the Who was the main player for Middlesbrough? It was some. It was a Spanish guy. It wasn't like Vitola, um, was it? No, it was. Uh, it was an older guy. Uh, Al Grado or. Oh, maybe. Yeah, clearly we paid attention to the yeah. game. It meant a lot Something to us. Something like that. Al Grado? Sounds maybe right. <laughs> it sounds like Mexican almost. Uh, okay, you keep talking. I'll look it up. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. No, but <laughs> for real though, the uh, the Champions League, it, it needs to stay the way it is. I, I hate the idea of this super Premier League, especially since it would be called the Premier League since that's always been Britain's thing. But it's just, I don't know. It, there's so many issues with it. And sure, the games might be fun. They might be more equal. But it would only be good for certain teams, I think. And and it mm. would just be a disaster. Yeah, it's it's just such a, like I said, just that elitist sort of, like, we're, we're better than everyone and we don't need the smaller teams. Like, that, that takes away the fun and the best part about soccer. And what I personally love the most about the European leagues and yeah. the formats there and, and just everything about it. I think what they have right now is awesome. Because mm-hmm. there's... My personal favorite thing about European competitions compared to the way most North American are set up is is the relegation. Um, Because that has so much more competitiveness at the end of the season. You never have people tanking. And the promotion relegation ladder is just so awesome. Of course, you need a ton of teams to incorporate that. A ton of cities. Yeah, and Canada, North America doesn't have that yeah maybe in the states for the mls you could see that eventually they should, they should do that in the in well i guess they already kind of do but for college football and like college basketball and stuff because think of how many schools there are 
Like, it's ridiculous. And they all have huge followings, bigger than, like, I'd say most teams in Canada do. Alvaro Negredo. Oh, Negredo. That's I right. Al Grado. Yeah, you yeah. just combined his yeah, yeah, That's yeah. sick. What a memory. Yeah. That, that's it's because I got him in FIFA. That's how I remembered who you're oh, talking about. That, that always happens. I remember the first team of the season I ever packed was Fabian on on uh, Fabian Fra- on Frankfurt. Oh wow! My my first ever special card was actually a Divock Origi in form, but he was with Lille, I think. Right, right. Or, or maybe a Belgian team. I can't remember. Maybe it was. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> it was awesome. Then I got his jersey, and then four years later, he won the Champions League for Liverpool. So yeah. No, nuts. Yeah. That's one of the greatest sound bites, too, I think. The the corner one. Oh. Yeah. Corner take quickly, Origi. Yeah. quickly. Yeah, we've got to actually input the actual uh, audio bit there. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely remember to do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah editor, do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mikey or whoever. <laughs> that's right. That's my uh, alias these days. Um, so, I, I think that pretty much wraps up Sock. Totally, yeah. One thing we... Would have definitely touched on last week, but of course we didn't because we missed the show. I apologize. Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. LeBron James was the Finals MVP. Well-deserved. He played amazing. One thing I have to ask you, because, you know, social media plays a big part of how people conceive championships, especially in basketball for some reason, especially involving LeBron. Do you think that this championship is as worthy of most NBA championships or are you calling it like a Mickey Mouse win the bubble MVP whatever no to me to me that's just the kind of bullshit trolling you see on social media where people are just trying to get a reaction in my opinion these bubble victories um in any sport whether it be the hockey or NBA bubble or just just right now in this current state they're just as, maybe if not more impressive, if you take in all the other um, external circumstances, right? Yeah. But it, focusing on the actual product on the court, the actual, uh, is the entire playoffs and the, what, they, what the Lakers had to do to get there, it is no different from what any yeah. other winning team has done. Yeah. They, they beat everyone uh, on the way, right? They play the same amount of games in the series. They played like similar minutes, yeah. right? Like it, 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 personal minutes, not uh, game clock minutes. Just <laughs> yeah. wanted to uh, clarify. The game that. clock always has <laughs> the same amount of minutes. Yeah, this is true. Um, but you know, it, it's the exact same. It's the exact same. I would also say it's quite, quite tougher for these professional athletes. I mean, I wouldn't know. This is just a guess. But it would be tougher <laughs> for them to get the same momentum and and just push that you get from playoff energy crowds yeah right you just don't have that that, that's all coming from within when you're when there's no fans you and i know all about generating momentum from within um because we never played with any fans uh, (laughs) (laughs) at all shout out our parents they were kind of our fans i mean my dad was a coach once but he just yelled at me so (laughs) shout out hans hey that's that's the energy from within no it's so true (laughs) having to build that adrenaline up on your own is 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 crazy and obviously the support of the fans is big but not having that support of Literally just being comfortable with your own family, comfortable in your own home when you're playing those home games. Like so many, I saw so many people saying like, oh, why are they complaining? They're in a great resort. They, they are in a great spot. They get paid millions of dollars. And it's like, okay, I agree with that. But taking these other factors that are making this so much tougher than it normally is because so many people are like, well, there's no travel time. 
travel time just gives them more sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or like bonding time with their teammates. It's, it's, I think this championship was harder to win. Just like how we said, we think the Tampa Bay winning the Stanley yeah. cup was probably harder as well. I mean, they had to go to Edmonton. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yikes. Gross. No, that's disgusting. Sticking with that though, sticking with the basketball. Another thing I saw on social media was Lakers duos, these great Lakers duos that have always been. Mm-hmm. And and I the picture I think showed six duos, but I kind of narrowed it down to three just because they're probably the best and most relevant ones. And I want your opinion on it. So the three I Lakers. I, I think I know who you're gonna go with. Three Lakers duos. Obviously LeBron and Anthony Davis from this year. Then you go Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. And then you go Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Which do you think is the best out of those duos? Well, that's a great question. Isn't it? <laughs> that, that You could really argue for any of those three. Yeah. Um, I mean, based off of what I have seen, I want to say Kobe and Shaq because the, the Lakers' dominance in the kind of early 2000s, mid-2000s was just unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the, the, the LeBron and, and, and Anthony Davis um, reign has only been for one year. Yeah, but and they've only played one year together, exactly, so one for one. Exactly, right? <laughs> and and it's a, it's a, you're, you're 100% correct there, but it's a lot smaller of a sample to go off of. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, uh, Kareem and Magic, these guys were some of the best players to ever play the game. Yeah. I mean, Kareem really, in my opinion, is top three, top five for sure, right? So um, these guys were, were, were just as good. The problem with, with this question for me is that I personally haven't never saw enough. Exactly. Of, I've seen just the highlights and 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 you know what you see on on YouTube, and it's all the good stuff, right? Yeah. Like with Shaq and Kobe and LeBron and, and Davis, you actually know the ups and downs. You see yeah. that you watch it through the season. You can really yeah. see who gels or who just you know, um, they're just two individuals that one together. If that makes sense, no, right? Totally. So yeah, uh, great question. I gotta go with Shaq and Kobe. What about you? I, funnily enough, also went with Shaq and Kobe. So I think the post itself also, it had like Kobe and Pau Gasol. And I was like, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's no. I think it was like Wilt and Jerry West as well. And I'm like, you know what? That's too long ago. And then the other duo was from even before that. It was Jerry West and someone else. But um, I also went with Shaq and Kobe just because of the amount of seasons they played together was only, I think about like eight or so. Well, I mean, not that that's a few, yeah. but they won three championships in that. And those three championships, which were obviously back-to-back-to-back, a three-peat, were insane. Like, they were nuts. That's when Shaq was easily the best player in the NBA. I, I think it's the 2000 season where he won the regular season MVP, the finals MVP, and then obviously won the title as well. And maybe was even the scoring leader. I can't remember. I know he did that at least once in his career. But to have Kobe complimenting that, and it's so funny to look back on and be like, Kobe wasn't the better of the two during those years. It was yeah. easily Shaq, just the most dominant player. Got to go with, I just had to go with them. LeBron and AD, unreal. Obviously, they played outstanding. LeBron totally deserved finals MVP. I love that guy so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he will probably go down as my favorite basketball player ever when he retires. But, again, too small of a sample size. LeBron's getting up there in age as well, so it's like they aren't a duo that will carry on being amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then with Magic and Kareem, 
they were my top two for sure. I, I had to come down with to Magic and Kareem or Shaq and Kobe. And oh, man, Magic and Kareem, like you said, like we never got to see them play, but Magic was just something else on the court. He was literally Magic. Like he could do anything with the basketball. Kareem is has the most points in NBA history, I'm pretty sure. And like they were ridiculous, got titles, but I just don't think they did it in the same dominant way that Shaq and Kobe did mm. because they had those Celtics teams in the 80s as well that were dominant. And then that obviously led into the Pistons and then, of course, Michael Jordan and the Bulls. But I don't know. Shaq and Kobe have to be have to be the best duo. The only thing that sucks about them is that they kind of drifted apart and like almost started just beefing constantly. And then I guess they kind of wrapped yeah. it all up before Kobe passed away. But Oh man, it's just either way, the Lakers have been blessed with these duos and, oh, yeah. and just stars in general. They have as many titles as the rest of the Western Conference combined. Yeah, it's insane. Isn't it's it? it's literally it's honestly it's like Lakers and then both the Warriors and Spurs have some, and then like there's a few teams with two or one. And yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, and then the Lakers have seventeen. How many do the Spurs have? Do you know? I think five. So that's oh yeah, so it's a, quite a hefty yap, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Quick, I guess, last question for, for basketball, and, and this this is obviously will always be debated, but with this win and with this finals MVP at 35, yeah. is LeBron the best player of all time? Yeah, it's, it's such a crazy question because Jordan, at the age of 35, also won the championship and won the finals MVP. But then he retired. Then he retired. Then he came back a wizard. That was nuts. But <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> no. What's weird is I was actually watching like basketball conspiracy videos yesterday, and they're they're actually nuts. Like to see what happened with like Space Jam and the new Space Jam and stuff. I won't get into that. You can look up the video if you want. Just literally look up NBA conspiracy videos. But one thing that I didn't know about was there's this picture of when LeBron's a teenager and he's on the court playing against Michael Jordan because most people thought they have never played against each other because Jordan retired in 2003. LeBron came into the league in the 03-04 season, so they never got to play each other. Apparently in this game, LeBron dominated. He was literally a high school kid playing against NBA players and dominated them, and Michael Jordan apparently asked to have the film just burnt, removed from history. And then he retires, right? And and no one really knew this at the time, other than the huh. people that were there, which I thought was nuts. I could I couldn't believe this because the picture is real, and I'm sure if you ask Jordan or James, they would say it never happened because they aren't supposed to or something like that. But but it's actually nuts that that could be a possibility. I'm not saying that happened for yeah. sure. I just would like for it to. Have yeah, happened. yeah, no, that's huh, man. I I never knew that. Yeah, but here's the thing is. Everyone who's on Jordan's side will say 6-0 in the finals, never played a game seven in those years. Fair enough. That's an insane argument. Everyone on LeBron James' side, look at his dominance. He didn't do just scoring. He did literally everything. Okay, I see your point. After this NBA Finals, I'm, I think I'm more on LeBron's side, but I've always held the point of view that Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. LeBron is the best basketball player of all time. Jordan was great in the way that he won, he won, he won. He was this icon. He was amazing, this star. LeBron, the best basketball player just because he's the best overall player all around. Are you saying, in in different terms, Michael Jordan 
is the most established basketball player. Yeah. LeBron James is the most talented basketball yeah. player. Yeah. If you're if you're being a thesaurus. Well, that's what I've always wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> that is what you are. Then absolutely, I think it it just kind of sucks because getting in these goat debates and it's mostly the basketball and the soccer one. Yeah. The thing about soccer is that Messi and Ronaldo play at the same time, right? Mm. Like it's you don't have to have that whole era comparison because so many people will say, oh, the 80s and 90s were rough basketball. It was so much rougher because, and they literally just refer to the bad boy Pistons. No, LeBron would be so good in the 80s. If, oh, yeah. Like, if not better than he is now. And and the 90s as well. It's, it's so stupid to compare the eras. I know. And one thing that, especially when comparing eras, that always just, like, I, I hate comparing eras as well. It's because in the eight, 70s, 80s, and 90s, they didn't have all these trainers. They didn't have these dietary programs, the working out schedules. You know, their fitness was nowhere near. Yeah. Like, LeBron would be an absolute superhuman tank if you put him in, into an 80s basketball lineup. Yeah. Because all these guys, right? Like, you hear Wayne Gretzky would have a Coke between periods yeah. and shit like that, right? Like, Bobby Orr would have, like, four cheeseburgers before every game. Wilt Chamberlain's just chain-smoking and <laughs> smashing 10,000 bitties. Or 20,000 bitties. Sounds like a regular day for Phil Kessel, <laughs> the way <laughs> what you're describing. You're right. So you put Phil Kessel yeah. into the Phil 70s. Excel. <laughs> in the 70s NBA, yeah. <laughs> Phil Kessel wins every chip. He's the new Bill Russell. That's the greatest basketball player of all time. Phil Kessel in the 70s. Confirmed. <laughs> I think we just came up with the title for the episode. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. what, what do you think, though, about the, the whole LeBron-Jordan debate? The James-Jordan? Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you said, I completely agree with. Um, I, I think one one other p- potential debate, and I'm sure, I know you've seen this, right? But it's <laughs> Michael Jordan had Pippen, and they had he had a more of a support. Yeah. LeBron was... Is, oh. is more individual and he care like you just see from from Cleveland to Miami back to Cleveland then LA every team he's gone to they've been unreal yeah if you take away the first season with the Lakers because he was injured for so long of it he's been successful with every single and he's nine dominated. finals in 10 years exactly oh I gotta say past 10 years Either LeBron or Kyle Lowry has been in the finals. Just had to say that. Either LeBron or Kyle Lowry? Yep. Is that literally just because of like 2019? <laughs> yeah, you could have chosen anyone. <laughs> every, every other year LeBron. You made. could say that. Jeremy Lin. You could say that about, yeah, like, uh, I'm forgetting. Norm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Storm and Norm. Yeah, hey, yeah. every year it was either Norm or LeBron in the finals. <laughs> no, that's, that's so true, though. But what Jordan supporters will say is, oh, yeah, Jordan had Pippen. Well, LeBron had D Wade, yeah. Chris Bosh, you had Kyrie Irving, you had Anthony Davis. It's like no. When Le- LeBron, when James, when oh my god, <laughs> when MJ retired the first time, the Bulls weren't bad. They made the playoffs. I'm pretty sure they made the second round, lost in the game seven. Oh my gosh, when LeBron left Cleveland the first time, yeah. they're a lottery team again. They get Kyrie Irving. When he left the Heat. They didn't become horrible. But, but they dipped a lot. They dipped a ton, yep. a ton, a ton. The second time he left Cleveland, which is recent, they're horrible. They're one of the worst teams in the league the past two yeah. seasons. That's not what happened yeah, with the Bulls. Yeah, you can't say the same with MJ. Yeah. There's, again, it's so hard to compare. Yeah. And, and, and again, they, they, 
it's two completely different players, I think, yeah. right? Like their 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 style of play too is different. And to me, that's uh, kind of going to a different goat debate. But that's like Ronaldo and Messi, right? Where yeah. you get like these two players that are both just so good at what they yeah. do, yeah. but it's different styles of play you can't say one is better than the other yeah. it's what i think there's also and again sorry i'm getting kind of off to the <laughs> soccer goat topic but it also depends on what's needed for the team yeah right like since soccer is a very much of a team sport and you have your 11 players and each of them plays a role right messi could be integral to barcelona but then on liverpool let's say if you if you put messi yeah he'd make the team better but with or without Messi, right? Like they'll because they have that left winger in Mane. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. no, totally. Yeah. Um, but again, going back to basketball, to answer your question, because I don't think I actually have, I have to say LeBron is the best of all time. Yeah. I think his domination from day one yeah. till today, and just there he has never dipped, it seems like. It's Ever. always yeah. And he seems like he just constantly is is there you you uh, literally the last three years man i've i've waited uh, is this the year where we're gonna see lebron yeah start to dip yeah. in form is this the year where we're gonna see that decline and it just never happens and i truly don't think it will i think lebron's gonna retire on his own terms once he thinks like you know uh, i don't think he's gonna be one of those guys like like let's say Patrick Marlowe or something, right? That, yeah. <laughs> I know not the same degree of a player, but you know that just keeps playing. Where it's like, yo, dude, like maybe just yeah, let, let's, you're not let's good anymore. Yeah, you're yeah. So yeah, LeBron's LeBron's my I, I agree. my go on that Marlowe topic. <laughs> going back to hockey, what did you think of Joe Thornton signing with the Leafs? Um, you know, it's. It's a hit or miss, man. I got it. Like we got to see how it works. I like his style of play better than what than them adding Marlowe. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. The contract is better, yeah. obviously. I think the leadership is the most important thing, and Couldn't I think Thornton brings more of that. He has more of a personality than Marlowe, um, and I'm just comparing the two because it's very similar um, reasons for acquisition and and roles, right? Yeah. Uh, um, it just really didn't work. I also think the the other moves that Toronto made with 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 Simmons and uh, Bogosian, look, these guys aren't in their prime anymore. They're not really like grade A signings, but to me, these are really big signings for what Toronto yeah, needed. They needed grit. They the, needed grit, and they needed the leadership. Yeah, you oh, know. And when you have about like almost. 50% of your cap dedicated to three players. It really is hard to find these, these, these players that, you know, have the talent can also pitch in with, with leadership and grit and also at cheap contracts. So to get three of them at decent contracts with winning experience, especially with, with Bogo and Thornton uh, and TJ Brody. Oh I, well, I <laughs> he's got the most winning experience ever. Well, he's a like for like switch with 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 Barry, Barry but yeah. he's a much bigger upgrade, yeah. much bigger upgrade and cheaper. Oh, keeping with 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 Barry now because I'm just going off. Yeah, yeah, no, let's great signing by Edmonton. I gotta say because it's a cheap contract. Barry won't be used the same way Toronto relied on him. Yeah, but to anchor that power play is is gonna be 
Barry anchoring McDavid, Dry, and and well, whoever the other two guys will be, could chase could put on a bag of pucks and McMagoo and call it a day, and they would still be one of the best power play units. Regardless, great, and and I really like the one year deal too for for Barry. Yeah, like prove yourself. Yeah, because you can rack up the points, increase that value because of the COVID situation. Everyone's getting less in cap this year because of the flat cap, right? So. Get that one-year contract. You prove it. Get big bucks later on. Get overpaid. Probably tree living will do it or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Dorian. Yeah, 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 for real. But actually, I guess we're going to stick on uh, hockey because we didn't really touch on the other yeah, yeah, no. signings. We, we were just doing the Flames Free Agency Fun Fest <laughs> Frenzy of Fortnite. Yeah, hey, nice. Thanks. Forbork. Uh <laughs> Ottawa, they they made some interesting signings. Matt Murray to a pretty hefty contract and Evgeny Dadanov. Yeah. Um, speak to me, Marky. I want to get your opinion. Because personally, I like Murray. I don't like Dadanov. Well, here we go. <laughs> I also like Murray. I think he's he's won two cups. You know what? He's So many people are like, he's washed. He's still young. It's okay. I know the contract was decently long. I'm okay with that. Goalies, mm-hmm. they're goalies. They're weird. With Dadanov, Dadanov, Daddy, whatever he wants <laughs> yeah, to be we called. We call him Daddy. It, it was definitely an expensive contract for someone who's getting up there in age. I, I think it was good in the way that the Sens obviously need to reach the salary floor. Putting that all into, you know, Dadanov is a little nuts. But I, I really like the signing in the way that he is totally on board for, like, almost as, like, a project for him to literally just mentor some of these some of these younger players. And and of course, obviously he's no Joe Thornton going to the Leafs. He's he's Dadanov. He doesn't have much playoff experience. Yeah. But you know what? He's still got gas in the tank. He he can still score, set up plays. I think it's sweet. I think with who the Sens drafted as well, especially with Stutzla. I think Great pronunciation. Thanks, man. I, I know you were kind of looking at me like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> Was I German enough yeah. for you? <laughs> no, that's how I I did notice how I didn't say Frankfurt earlier <laughs> yeah. as well. Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah, you said it perfectly. Man. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, but I I think it's I think it's sweet. I I really like the direction the Sens are going. Me I, too. I, I think it's cool. Didn't we sign a defenseman as well? I should I should know. I swear we did. Maybe maybe it wasn't someone very good, but anyway, yeah. I, I think I think what Dorian's done is actually decent for once. Yeah, um, it's kind of it could be saving good old Eugene's tail here, Melnick. Yeah, I think in 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 regard to Ottawa, I think like they're not an NHL ready team yet, yeah. but you see kind of the pieces forming, and that's the first time since 2016, 2017. That sends fans, I think, can see any sort of progression. If and there's not, any of us left. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think you might be the only one. So we got to preserve you. We got to preserve You're a unicorn, I'm going to be in a museum one day. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I really like the Murray contract. And I think he also has, like, this incentive now. Um, with Pittsburgh, he won right away. And then was he ready for that rule? Was he ready for a win now all the time rule? Clearly not, because it didn't pan out. With this young and upcoming team, I think it's perfect for Murray, because there's not really... Um, he has a longer leash yeah. going forward. He has less uh, yeah, less backlash from, from fans and, and management alike. 
And I think it's just a smart move. The contract can get a little scary, but I yeah. like it. I like it a lot. Dadanov, for me, he's kind of been a uh, merchant off of Huberto and um, uh, who's who's the Markov. other? Thank you. Yeah, and he—that's who he played with. Of course, he's going to put up good numbers. Yeah. Now move him to Ottawa. Is he going to put up the same numbers? With Kachuk and Stutzla? <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, Stutzla has broken shoulder or something. So <laughs> yeah, he was playing pretty good though. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously not in the Chell. I I just looked and yeah the Sens didn't sign a defenseman. I'm just I must have You're had just a dream. Reading, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just bringing back the Eric Carlson days or something. Um, I think the the other signings we we should talk about are, are arguably the two biggest free agents going into the offseason. Taylor Hall, yes, and Petrangelo. Yes. So let's start with Taylor Hall. This this is a guy who his team either gets the first overall pick or he is great and wins the MVP. Kind of no in between. Um. What I thought was interesting is he was offered six and a half mil to play for Colorado, who are one of the biggest cup contenders, if not the biggest cup contender going into next season. He's like, nah, I want to go play in Buffalo, bro. What? Yeah. So here's the thing, man. Uh, Halsey said, and I'm sure you've seen this quote quite a few times. He said, I am not looking for money. I want to win. And he refuses a cheaper contract with arguably the best team next season. Like, look, on paper. And goes to one of the mid-table worst teams for more money. Yeah. Buddy, you're playing for money, not for winning. In the city of Buffalo. I'm sorry. There's no chance we have any listeners in Buffalo. But Buffalo compared to Denver. Look, look at just the cities themselves, and you choose more money after you said you wouldn't to play for a team who is literally a perennial just shithouse. Yeah. They're a tire fire. Yeah. Always. They're they're so bad. They've never won a cup. You think Taylor Hall's going to bring you that? And people are still all, okay, yes, I know Jack Eichel's sick, but people are still all, oh, Jeff Skinner is going to have a bounce back. Rasmus Dahlin no. the next Eric Carlson. Jeff Skinner, no. has, Jeff Skinner has the worst contract, arguably, in NHL history yeah. right now. Nine mil for, I think, another six or seven years still. <laughs> what did he put up last year? 12 points? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Yeah. So, I think right now, this is also a move by Buffalo to try and keep Eichel. To yeah. show, hey, look, we gave you the pieces. Now do something. And mm. they're like prodding him with a stick. Like, mm. now it's your turn. Mm. Don't like don't like it. I, I don't like it. I think Buffalo's bottom nine is trash. They won't get anywhere. Oh, yeah. Their top six, people are like, oh, this is pretty fire. Their top three is good. They got Hall, Eichel, and then Olofsson, who had one good year. I still need to make sure, you know, we still got to watch this kid play. <laughs> He's played about one season, and it's shortened at that, and he had one good year. That's not elite, dude. Yeah. That's not elite. People can't be saying that Buffalo's top six is up there and, oh, my God, dude, they're going to be so sick. No, they're not. They're Buffalo. They're going to be shit again. And yeah. Taylor Hall's going to be, I don't know, you'll be playing in Finland next year because he made the wrong decision. And oh, hopefully you're winning there, Taylor. Yeah. No, I heard a lot of people, like Flames fans, saying, oh, man, I wish we'd made space for, for Taylor Hall. I wish we got rid of Gaudreau. I wish we got rid of Monaghan, bring in Taylor Hall, get, got rid of Brody, got rid of Hamannick, bring in Petrangelo. It's like, okay, maybe the Petrangelo would have been cool. Yeah. Taylor Hall, no, I'm sorry. I get that he's a hometown guy, and, like, the thought of it's cool. But 
I don't know. He's just the fact that he has like a higher chance of his team getting the first overall pick than making the playoffs is just yeah. sad. Like, like it's horrible. All those years in Edmonton where he was one of those first overall picks and they got three more, mm. and New Jersey got yeah. it twice. Two, two. Yeah. So it's just oh man, it, it's just to go to Buffalo. It's almost a match made in heaven. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they they're just asking for some 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 good Euro pick yeah. next year. But they're not going to win. And it won't even be a deep draft either. It seems like every single Taylor Hall draft is that way, other than the McDavid one. Yeah. But, like, oh, gosh, it's just yikes. Yeah, big yikes. Now, the other one, Alex Petrangelo, he goes to Vegas. What? And this, So here's here's the thing, Mark. Does Vegas not have a salary cap? No. Uh, because somehow they were able – at the time, I think they were over 7 mil, 7 mil over the salary cap when they signed Alex Petrangelo. Um, on paper, great signing, great. You cannot deny Alex Petrangelo is one of the best defensemen. He's a great leader. This makes Vegas an even scarier team. Here's the thing. And this is my, my, my take on this. This, what the cap casualty of this was Nate Schmidt going to Vancouver for peanuts, right? The beauty of Vegas, the beauty of Vegas was they were this new team. There are these kind of misfits there was that whole kind of pizzazz around them and they were awesome they're starting to remove those players that were part of the pizzazz and add those names and they're losing that identity it reminds me a lot of when florida came into the league and when florida was really good and they had that pizzazz they were throwing rats on the ice people were (laughs) loving it and then they tried signing big players Things went south, they lost the juice, and now look at the fans, look at the way things are in Florida. Not saying the exact same thing is going to happen in Vegas. But I hope it does. I sure hope it does too, Mark. (laughs) But I do think these these big money signings are losing the identity that Vegas, what made Vegas so good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very tough thing to, to maneuver as a GM. Do you go for, obviously, the better players on paper? Or do you stick with the team that gels so well together? Mm-hmm. Personally, I like the gelling together because hockey's a team sport. It's not you don't win like in the NBA where you can just get LeBron and then you yeah. become an NBA champion. Yeah. You know, you need a team. Yeah, and and Vegas has lost a part of their identity, man. It, and I think they've lost their identity. Yeah. They haven't lost a part of it. That's that's literally who they were. That that's what made them somewhat likable. I mean. Pretty sure most people still wanted the Caps to win the Cup that yeah, year. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Shout out Ovechkin, love that guy. Yeah, Summer of Ovi, still still going on. If you yeah. ask me, <laughs> no, I, I couldn't agree more. I think if Petrangelo is to play with Shea Theodore, who I have for some reason always liked, I've always thought his wife is very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's honestly why. But <laughs> it's it's the same with good old. Uh, Glenn 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 Glenn. not his wife though <laughs> <laughs> no but uh well maybe <laughs> definitely wasn't bill peters but uh <laughs> yeah no i just i think if theodore is to play with petrangelo that's that's got to be one of the top d pairings oh yeah league. oh like yeah. and what sucks too is i think if tyson berry plays with uh nurse with darnell nurse i almost said nick nurse <laughs> if he plays with darnell nurse i think that's also like a very good d pairing that sucks for calgary yeah and and okay to wrap everything up because we've covered a lot i i gotta say after free agency and everything that's happened do i think calgary's a better team no no 
No. Do I think we, we're worse? No. No. <laughs> will we win? No. <laughs> and will we lose enough? No. We're still the same mediocre yeah. team. Always. Always. And it's it's so it's so shit, man. Because you see, we know Vegas is going to be a powerhouse. Edmonton could go either way. But when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, and now when you get Barry, uh, and, you know, they, they made some good depth move too. I really like Turris. Yeah, Tyler um, Ennis as well. Yeah. They're going to be good. Vancouver's on the up. Yeah. Arizona, over, they're, they're shit. <laughs> we never need yeah. to mention All, all the Californian teams are shit. But Calgary is the one team where we just won't move. Yeah. We're stuck in that mediocrity. And it's still, I still feel like we haven't done anything. Brad has promised big moves. He said we're still not done yet. So we can maybe, maybe see something happen in the future. But man, Mark, I don't know about you. But this team will not win. I don't even know if we can make the playoffs yeah. with what we got on paper right now. Yeah, I, I think as much flack as I get for being a Sens fan, like, you don't give me much. But so many people, they they just, honestly, they just rip me yeah. for being a Sens fan. And I like that we're losing. Like, sure, we didn't get our first pick last year. But I, I, I like it because it gives us this hope of that, hey, you know what? We're building we're rebuilding yeah, yeah, really yeah. nicely and it gives us this chance of being a cup contender flames have never done that they've never been the worst team no you know like literally ever <laughs> no i know we've the highest pick we've had is fourth and and like I, it's just so frustrating man because we took sam bennett <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> you know like that's our highest pick dog <laughs> i know and classic flames like he's liked for his facial hair and that's about it yeah i know but... <laughs> and like sammy's sick but again that's just so flames it's so mediocre man yeah. it's so mediocre and i just honestly i know we won't win with the roster we have i know that but i don't know if we're not going to be the worst team yeah so i'm hoping <laughs> Everyone gets injured, man, but not career-ending. Just, Just like some sore thumbs Yeah, or chronic thumb aches that last one year. <laughs> and they get traded at the deadline. They go off. They win something because I love all the guys on the team. Yeah. But we need a reset. We need something new. If not, I need Brad to do something with the Johnny Money. I really think the maybe not the answer, Mark, but maybe a potential solution is... Obviously, Ma Sean, Sean Monaghan, Johnny Gaudreau, they don't work together. That's yeah. not a winning combo. Split them up. Get rid of Monaghan. <laughs> he is a young, perennial 30-goal scorer center. There is value there. Yeah. Get someone, Brad. <laughs> Please. At a very team-friendly contract, too. Yeah. We have a prized possession. No one knows how much you can get with that. Yeah. A, how are we not getting someone to play even if it's if it turns out bad, then at least we're bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least we're not mediocre. It's it's so so true. It's it's so true. There's so much value in Monahan because most people outside of Alberta don't realize how bad Monahan is. Yeah. They think they just look at his stats and they're like, hey, this guy's not bad. Yeah, this guy's gotta be No, it like you said, it's the flames equal mediocre. That's what it is. But it's a mediocre duo. It's no Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Man, duos is just my favorite theme. Yeah. But uh, no, it's just we we do. And I would much prefer to try Johnny with someone new as opposed to Me getting too. rid of Johnny and trying someone with Sean. Because, oh, God. Just, well, I, I just feel like Johnny, we've seen what he's capable of when he's on his game. So you get someone that compliments his game. Exactly. And now we, we turned 
like Sean Monahan into two great new players, yeah. right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. right now Gaudreau is nothing, but we keep him and we bring someone in, and that brings them up together. Exactly. And then obviously Kachuk is unreal. He's gonna be great. I love Monge, right? Like we got some good pieces, but oh, it's just uh, it's, it's just the direction we're we've never had a direction ever. Yeah, it's just literally a flat line, and and it stinks. And in no way are we saying Gaudreau and Monahan suck because we're loyal flames fans these guys love them no matter what they're our boys they've played mediocre hockey for us yeah but it is it's it's time for a change like cars cars and i aren't the guys who are going to sit here and say you know what those players suck they do nothing for us in the playoffs let's get rid of them they they both suck and most people do that to johnny and i'm like yo calm down he's he's, he got 99 points last year but like ah it, it is it's time to split them up for sure like please Remember when we were going to get Ovechkin a few years ago? That was nuts. I, I remember when that was a genuine possibility, but man, no such luck. Time's changed, yeah. We might get Ovi still. Yeah. Maybe when he's on a league minimum when he's 42. Yeah, they'll do the Yager, literally. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just get all the world's best players when they're washed. We're, we're the MLS of the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best way of putting it, man. I think that's a great way to, uh, to end it <laughs> on that note. Um, so thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week, barring any (laughs) crazy, uh, circumstances. But with that, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And as always, just keep slapping slapping the bass, man. man.